Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Doe's Nose. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. How was your weekend? Mine was great. I had a great weekend. Surf was pumping over here. We had a new swell come in. One of the first winter swells of the year. Uh, wish I was on the North Shore because it was really pumping over there. Um, and then I got to watch the Raiders kick the Chargers' ass yesterday and get tied now for the first place spot with the Denver Broncos in the AFC West. They're 4-1, best that they've done since 2001 when they made it to the Super Bowl. So hopefully they can do it again and win the Super Bowl this time. Today was really fun because I got to uh, big shout out to my friend Toby and Ian. They took me out on the boat. We went spearfishing, got a nice big alua. That's a big old trevally and uh, barracuda and some other little fish and had fun out there. It was so perfect. The conditions were perfect. The sun was out. We were bronzing. Water was so warm. It's like a bathtub out there right now. Um, now I'm back here getting ready to get all my stuff together um, to jump on a plane to go to L.A. here in a couple of days where... I'm going to knock out some really good podcasts. I'm excited. There's so many cool people in L.A. and they're wanting to be on the show. So uh, I'm going to go over there and knock out a bunch of those, um, work on a movie, and, uh, and then I come right back. I have enough time to unpack my bag, pack up another bag, and load up my surfboards, and then get ready to go to Fiji. And it's going to be a blast. A couple of weeks there. I'm sure you guys have all seen it uh, on my Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff where I post all these killer pictures of our trip to Fiji. And, and guess what? You guys actually have a chance to win and go on this trip with us. All you have to do is go to omaze.com backslash Fiji and, uh, and do a donation. A minimum of $10 will give you a chance to get on this trip, all expense paid for two to come down to Fiji to the island of Tavarua and uh, hang out with us and see all the debauchery we do, the, you know, the uh, theme parties and the good surfing and diving and fishing and the, everything that you can dream of is down on this little heart-shaped island in the South Pacific. So go to amaze.com backslash Fiji. And try and win a trip with me and Kelly Slater and Shane Doran and the rest of our crew. And it's going to be a blast for as minimum is $10 up to whatever else you want to put in there. And last year, the girl that won it, she didn't even know how to surf. And she just put in $10. And she won the trip and brought her little niece. And she had such a blast. So let's see if you guys can do it. Because I'd love to see somebody from this podcast win. So, um, yeah, look forward to it. Um, this week, I have a special guest. It's a repeat guest. It's good friend Justin Lee. Um, you remember we had him on about a month and a half ago. Well, Justin Lee has now became my all-time number one podcast with the most downloads. I'm really excited. And um, so he's on, and he's just got back from Greece where... He has done something that an American hasn't done in the last 30 years. Um, and he placed in the top 10. And he is such a badass, funny guy. I'm so excited to have him on the show. So let's give a big welcome to Justin Lee. Welcome back, brother. 
Justin, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much, Doze Nose. You are the first guest to ever do a return. It's only because I live five minutes away. And I'm super excited. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped to be here again, too. Now, um, well, another thing I'm excited about is that uh, you have surpassed every single person as far as downloads go. No. You have. What? You are the number one guest on Doze Notes. Really? You have surpassed professional surfers, professional sailors, um, movie producers, rock stars, TV personalities. No way. You are number one. I swear to God. I swear to God on the Holy Bible, I would not huh. make this up. We're that's live. We're right here. Yeah, that's dandruff, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have dandruff if you got no hair. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, dude, you are number one. I'm kind of blown out of the water. I'm kind of, That's pretty crazy. I, I, I no waited idea. to tell you until we were live on the mic. Wow. Yeah, I'm super, super stoked. Sweet. Can we get that framed? Can I Can I have that as one of my accolades? I could, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> now, you just uh, came back from something amazing. You know, we talked about this before you left on mm -hmm. your trip, and we told everybody where you were going. You were going to Greece for the World Championships of Spearfishing. Yeah. And you kicked some serious freaking ass <laughs> for the United States. You want to tell us what happened over uh, there? It was... It was pretty action. Um, it was in Syros, which is a little island about a four-hour ferry ride away from Athens. Mm -hmm. um, and it's an island no bigger than the size of, like, Oahu. I mean, mm. it's not that big, but it's, it's pretty cool. The, all of, I think total population on the whole island was, like, 20,000 people or something like that. Oh, that's not much. Yeah, and it's it's little pockets of people. Uh -huh. You know, so like all of the little bays and stuff had, you know, a little village or a group of people. But when we were there, it was like right on the tail end of their busy season. Mm -hmm. I guess their summer, just like everywhere else, is just crazy busy. Thousands of people, you know, all around Europe are going to the Mediterranean and mm -hmm. hanging out in the Greek Greece, Isles. Yeah, Greece is a hotspot. It's supposedly yeah. so beautiful. And it was. It was really, really... The island, Syros, was really, really pretty. And Was it we, really rocky? Um, there was rocky. Um, there's no... It doesn't rain, uh -huh. like, hardly ever. So there's no vegetation or ground cover mm -hmm. so it's all rocks and then the olive trees and the grapevines and i mean it's crazy how many fruit trees there was there was fig trees and pomegranate trees and apple trees and pear trees. trees yeah yeah everything um but no grass huh. really crazy and sheep and goats everywhere well i saw the video of you <laughs> coming out of the water and we're going to post this on the website because it's so freaking good <laughs> dude here you are in your wetsuit you got a guy in the boat, what, did you swim to shore? Yeah, well, um, it was me and my partner that I dove with, this guy named Ryan Myers. Uh -huh. And then our local knowledge guy, our guide, that was uh, kind of helping us scout the areas, this guy named Frotis. And uh, we were sitting over there, and I was already dressed. And uh, Ryan had to get dressed. And we're sitting there, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, crap, there's goats. Helicopters. Yeah, I mean, big goats. And, you know... Two days prior, I tried to chase one down on the other side of the yeah, island. You're famous for chasing these animals down. <laughs> I've seen you just pull up and just grab pigs and goats and sheep. 
that's they I never love, even see you coming i love chasing animals yeah. what can i say i love it I, I don't know what it is i love catching them going ha 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 <laughs> and i get this like demented laugh dude that demented <laughs> laugh in that video was all time and you kept it going too and it was then, just yeah yeah you know but it's, it's a lot of fun to catch them and just like oh it's like you know beat your chest and the man right let him go well you got like the one of the biggest ones out of the herd well yeah i think well if you look at that video you'll see his they were in like a little drinking hole area Uh and um you know they're probably somebody's farm animals or whatnot but you know they're in all they're smart enough the rest of the herd ran away i tried to catch one you know a couple days prior and they outran me Uh i crawled out of the rocks the same way but this day you know they were in a little valley and i was all like well because their legs are shorter than ours, mm-hmm. if it's if it's not too steep, but it's not, I guess if it's just yeah, the happy medium, you can actually run up on an animal before they can get out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this one, you know, his I knew he was going to be distracted because he was drinking water. Right. And where they were drinking fresh water was like in a little hole, so uh-huh. his head was in this hole. And what's pretty cool is I slipped off the boat, and the boat was probably I don't know seventy five yards away from shore. Right. And uh, I didn't want to swim in, so I slipped off, took a breath, and went underwater from the boat to shore. 75 yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, about there. Yeah, easy. 50, okay. 75 yards. And, you know, went down there. But what you look like in the video, it looks like it's there's hardly any terrain. But those boulders that I'm crawling around are big enough. They look big. And it looks like I'm just walking up to this goat. But uh-huh. then I'm kind of weaving through the rocks up to this goat. And... I mean, when I was sneaking up, I was like, oh, my gosh, this goat has no idea that I'm in here. And, you know, I, I just had to run just a little bit to grab him. And but it just was it set off the day, the best day. ever. It was so good. Like you said, you know, your <laughs> laugh was all time. It was a scream laugh. Your friend on the boat was just dying. You're oh. holding this thing up in the air. <laughs> this giant helicopter. champion holding it up. It was it was awesome. When I got back to the boat. I asked Frodis, the local guy there, and I was all like, anyone ever catch a, a goat like that? He's like, never, 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 never. He said, I've seen people try. They never catch them. He said, the only time you catch them is when you shoot them with the gun. I guess right. every now and then they'll come around with their guns and just shoot them off the cliff and then grab them later and take them home for dinner. Ah. But yeah, he's all like, I never see anybody catch one. That's like, crazy. You're like a legend over there now. Well, that and, you know... uh like, I, I can squeal like a pig, which uh-huh. is, I mean, one of my stupid human tricks. Well, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, as one of my stupid human tricks, um, my boat captain, we were, you know, sitting around and having drinks at his house one day after we were scouting. And... Uh, you know, we were talking about this is after I caught the goat. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I, catch, I catch pigs and stuff. And, you know, I told him the story, like I told your podcast last time about the time I got chased by the pig. Right. And uh, I started squealing. And he's all like, holy jeez. He couldn't stop laughing. Right. I mean, like he would, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, he'd just look at me and then just start laughing. He's <laughs> like, I can't believe you can make that noise. He do says, they have pigs crazy. over there? They do. Yeah. They have pigs and I mean, they have all kinds of livestock there. Yeah. And, uh, but so like during the world competition, there's 75 divers mm-hmm. and each diver has their own boat. So there's a starting area where all the boats are all, um, you know, 
bumper to bumper with each other. And um, they're all the drivers are all local Greek guys. And uh, so they're all speaking Greek to one another. And then all of a sudden, Frodis is all like, Justin, make the pig noise. Make the pig noise. <laughs> so I squeal in the middle of all of these bunch of boats. And everybody just goes like dead silence <laughs> and just starts roll laughing. <laughs> and then so like... And these are guys from all over the world. All over Every the world. Every nation just... So 25 different countries. Yeah. Right. It was crazy. Like um, there was like the parade of nations. Uh-huh. Well... There's, so the World Championships is hosted by a organization called CMOS, which mm-hmm. is like, I don't know what CMOS stands for. I probably should know. But CMOS is an organization that's recognized by the International Olympic Committee. Mm. So in a loop through way, it's an Olympic sport, mm-hmm. whether it's not a winter Olympic or a summer Olympic sport, it's an Olympic sport. So it's the athletes that go there are Olympians for their country. and. Mm. Well, we did our, um, what was that, Parades of Nations. So you wear this getup, you know, basically a jumpsuit mm-hmm. or however, whatever the nation decides to wear. And like of the 25 countries, probably 17 of them had Olympic rings on all of their uniforms as Ooh. they were walking by. Wow. It was crazy. And then like the winners, they host up the flags and they sing the national anthem and they get medals and... I mean, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty Olympic vibe. Now, how did you get chosen so, to represent the United States? It's kind of crazy because um, you have to do two, well in two national, um, U.S. nationals, consecutive nationals. Right. So to qualify for this past Worlds, which was in 2016 in Greece, you had to do well in the 2014 and the 2015 nationals. Mm-hmm. And the 2014 nationals was held here in Kona, and I did really well. And then the 2015 Nationals was held in Florida. And I would have done really well. Had my catch, if I didn't get disqualified by three minutes, uh, I would have been... And that, num- was, that was the one where you had all those Cobias? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. That was... The, I just went out for Cobias because I went there for a different competition called the Key West Wahoo Shootout. Gotcha. That was in January of... Of this year. Oh, shit, yeah, of this year. Wow. Yeah. It was in January of this year. And so, I, but after, you know, diving, we went and looked for Cobias off the bull sharks. But no, this was on the other side of Florida. This is on the Gulf Coast side of Florida mm-hmm. in a place called Tarpon Springs. But we, me and my buddy Spencer and Mike Jutt, um, we dove our asses off. We had an amazing catch. Uh, the catch would have put the team in third place. And I think my buddy Spencer individually, he would have got like sixth. I would have got ninth and Mike Jutt would have got like 14th or something like mm-hmm. that. But um, our catch was disqualified because we were three minutes late. Mm. Um, and so... That had to hurt. It hurt. So, it's, so I went from being the top ranked American going into the worlds in Greece to being an alternate. Mm-hmm. You know, and I kind of was like, I don't want... Because they, they combined both scores from... Mm each year's nationals and then they take the top four guys and um so i was sitting on the fence and i was like you know i don't want to take one take the time to go up there and scout and you know be a part of it it would have been cool to be a part of it but scout put the time in the money in to get up there and then not even get the dive right and you know it's it's pretty crazy um it's halfway around the world for us 
it's yeah 13 hours yeah you know but um one of the guys that was going he had some family issues that came up some family emergency medical problem stuff and he had to withdraw mm. and so i that got meant you got to and step I got up to go and, in right. and it's it's crazy how it all works out because like i was talking you know with uh our captain Joe Fernandez and Ryan Myers and he, you know and I felt really bad is because you know I felt like well I didn't really earn, earn my spot. spot but I kind of did earn my spot mm -hmm. and my buddy Ryan's all like you can't think of it like that man he's all like you're here you're here to compete and he's all like you're gonna shock the world show him what you like, got yeah, yeah he's all like don't think like that he's all like it's you're here for a reason he says if you're not supposed to hear here you weren't supposed to be here right and so it stoked it all worked out and I got really really lucky on the first day it was good you got really lucky dude you ended up placing ninth ninth overall overall yeah and it's the highest an american has ever ranked in the last 30 years plus i think yeah something like actually i think it's a little less than 30 years i think it's like there's a guy named gerald lamb from this guy named gerald lamb from california uh -huh. that did well in like the early 90s so I guess that like twenty something years. Yeah, still. It's crazy, and it, still you went from being the alternate, yeah, to being the number one American. Yeah, it was. And it was, breaking the top ten. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I think there's only been like three or four Americans that have ever broken the top ten. Right. Now, what kind of fish are there over there? Groupers mostly. Uh huh. So like big um, ones. Uh, yeah, there was this one grouper called the dusky grouper or the marrow grouper. It's got like five or six different names but the minimum uh size for that to count was five kilos which is like an 11 pound fit okay but the biggest one that was caught was um by this guy from new zealand this guy named dave mullins he got one that was uh 17 and a half kilos so like 36 pounds okay they're not as big as the ones that you would see in Florida and stuff that are under the pilings. No, they aren't the, those the Goliath are, groupers. Yeah, those things are massive. Those things are huge. Have you ever wanted to go and shoot one of those? Bro, like in when we were in Florida diving for at the Nationals in Tarpon Springs, because uh -huh. we're diving all of these like old wrecks. Right. And there's Goliath groupers everywhere. And they're big enough to swallow you. People people like, you know, they'll shoot fish. Uh -huh. They'll have I've seen videos of guys with them like holding in their hand. And the Goliath comes up and grabs the fish and their arm. Wow. You know, I mean. I've seen I'd... videos of them where they've caught a shark, a bull shark. Yeah. And they've got the shark right alongside of the boat. And then all of a sudden this Goliath comes out of nowhere and eats the freaking oh, yeah. shark. Four it's... foot long shark. Dude, they're, they're, you know, they look like little Volkswagens. Yeah. And they're, they have like no fear of humans right. whatsoever. Because they're, they're a protected species. There's an endangered species. Yeah. And I guess there, a lot of the spear fishermen out there, because it's kind of become you a safety issue. You can catch them, but you have to release them. Yeah, you're not even supposed to take them like out of the water. Huh? But um, what is that? They're trying to the the spear fishermen are trying to see if they can open up a season on them. You know, just go out and take a couple off because I mean, in Tarpon Springs, there's so many of them. Right. I mean, on a wreck, it's not uncommon to see twenty of them. Mm. on there and huge right huge 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 and they're they're such ferocious eaters they eat they've i guess one of their favorite things to eat are lobster huh. so there's no lobsters 
in Tarpon they Springs area. They just suck those things they up. They just suck them up like crazy. And then you go further down in Florida where the Goliaths aren't as common and there's lobsters everywhere. everywhere. Wow. Yeah, I remember Hooters restaurant. Mm-hmm. They used to serve that grouper in there. And that really? was their famous sandwich was that... Uh, Goliath grouper? Goliath grouper sandwich. And I'll tell you what, dude, it was so good. Huh. It was so good. And then they banned... Catching them. Bad catching them. And they had to take it off their menu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's only in the American waters you're not allowed to catch them. Right. Like if you find one in the Bahamas, you uh-huh. can shoot them. But you got to worry about Cigotera. Right. That's the biggest thing. Right. And that's something that we have yeah. here a lot. I think it's just anywhere the water is warm, salt water. You yeah. have to worry about it. Yeah. But yeah, so you got the, in Greece, you had the marrow grouper, which... A big one would be like 40 pounds. So okay. that 17 kilo one was really big. Um, and then you got a couple of smaller groupers. You have the gold block grouper, mm-hmm. um, a pika grouper, a white grouper, um, and then a black mottled grouper or something like that. What was the water temperatures over there? It was a lot like the Hamakua side of this island. Okay, so... Uh, 24 degrees Celsius, so like high 70s. High 70s? It's yeah, like bad. 76, 77 degrees. It was pretty crazy because I think... Well, I've got like a little extra inner self-contained uh, wetsuit, also known as blubber. <laughs> but um, I was diving in my I'm carrying my, around a lot my of that. suit. Yeah, my suit out here, normal, you know, and, which is like it's a hex wetsuit that I've had for a long time, but it compressed mm-hmm. down to maybe two millimeters. Right. And I was diving in that, and like the local guys are like, "What are you diving in?" I was like. He said, it's so thin. They're all using yeah. five mil suits. Oh, really? Five mil smooth skin suits. So smooth skin is, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's mm-hmm. just a smooth skin. So the water doesn't stick in. Uh-huh. So as soon as you come out, it dries off and you're warm. And um, so yeah, everybody's wearing five mil suits. And huh. this Hawaii boy from the middle of the Pacific is wearing a little two mil suit. And they were just ripping out. Yeah. <laughs> like, but you were super warm. Yeah, I was comfortable. You were good. Um, on competition day, I ended up wearing uh, a three mil um, regular suit. So, right, because because we're diving really deep, mm-hmm. like deepest I've ever gone. Um, I think the shallowest fish I speared was like thirty seven meters or something like that, mm-hmm. which is like a hundred and thirty or hundred and forty feet or something like that. Wow, that, that is really deep. And then the deepest I speared was fifty seven point eight meters. Which is like a hundred and eighty something feet. Huh. Um, but they say. What's, what are you normally diving out here? Out here, you know, like one thirty, like a hundred. No, like from a hundred to like sixty. Okay. But I mean, from a hundred all the way up to shoreline, it kind of yeah. depends on what you're spearing. If you're going to go for coles and stuff like that, or you want to try and find some deeper reefs and stuff in the middle of nowhere, you try and mm-hmm. go a little deeper. But, um, you know, the rule of thumb because there's so many you know, safety hazards that a lot of people don't know about spearfishing, especially freedive spearfishing that happens, especially at deep water. I mean, you have the shallow water blackout that Mm -hmm. everybody knows about, and Mm -hmm. that can happen in two feet of water if you allow it. Um, But when you add in all the pressures of going deep, you've got these things called lung squeeze. Mm -hmm. So like when you're going down your body, the pressure is making your lungs shrink basically, Right. right? And so all of your organs have like, um, like your heart has a pericardial sack. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's just the tissue sack that surrounds your heart. And then your lungs have it. 
And so when it gets down, there's, you know, there's so much pressure on the, the lungs and stuff that if you move the wrong way or you stretch out too far, you can actually tear your lung off of that sac mm. because there's so much pressure on it and it's, your body's not used to it. So a lot of people will tear it and they actually don't know that they've teared it because it doesn't feel like anything. Until they come back up. So when they start coming back up, all of a sudden that, you know, because it, when it tears, it bleeds, of course. So uh -huh. the blood is trying to fill the void. And when you come up, all of a sudden there was lots of room. There isn't much room. Now your lungs are filling up your chest, but it can't because of that blood that's in there. Right. You have to get that blood out. Yeah. And so you, people come up and they're coughing up blood, just whoosh, pink, frothy, spit them. Oh. Just frothy blood. They're spitting like out. Like some of these animals we shoot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like getting a lung shot. Yeah. But, you know, so you get that, you're out for six months. So there's like people tear their esophagus. Because they're moving a little bit too much. They move their throat too much. Uh -huh. And it'll tear the tissues in there and they'll bleed into their throat. Wow. I mean, that and then there's, you can get decompression sickness. Right. You know, like the bends. Mm -hmm. So you knock yourself out or, you know, you come up too much. There was... Come up too fast. You come, not too much too fast. Well, I guess, yeah, maybe too fast. But it's, you don't off gas it enough. So the rule of thumb is however deep you go, you divide it in meters, you divide it by five and that's how long you have to stay at the surface. So, you know, so if you dive 50 meters before your next dive, you need to be up at the surface for 10 minutes, just off gassing as much as you can. Hmm. And then at the end of the day, you take a tank of pure O2 and you sit between five and seven meters of water and you breathe it for five minutes. Hmm. And that just is supposed to help you take as much of that nitrogen that you've been building up. How long are you holding your breath for when you go down that deep? How, first of all, how long does it take to get, <laughs> to get down 150 there? feet down? Well, you're diving um, with a variable rig. So basically you've got this rope. And for me, it was a six pound piece of lead. Uh -huh. And with that lead, I would swim down to the bottom, place it on the bottom and then do my hunt and then come back up to the surface. And then it's attached to the rope. So you pull that back up. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was anticipating diving, you know, 40 meters, which is like 120 feet, okay. you know, 130 feet. But a lot of the places were deeper. So my rope was only 42 meters long. Uh -huh. So a lot of these places that was 55 meters long, it would stop. And then I would have to free fall, continue the rest of the way. Yeah. But, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't ever look at how long it took me to get to the bottom. But... Well, what's your guesstimate? What, about a minute? No, not even that long. Okay. To get down, because you're flying. Because I'm kicking on the way down with, it's like, you know, you put a weight belt on with a lot of weight, mm -hmm. and you jump in the water and you sink, you know, and that's the same concept. How many, how many times are you clearing your ears? The nice thing about my ears is they clear by themselves. Okay. You know, like people, you know, there's all these things like, oh, you can push your tongue to the top of your roof, you move your jaw a little, this and that. Or, or pinch your nose. Yeah. But for me... I don't have to pinch my nose. It's hand-free. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just subconsciously already. I don't know. I don't even know what I do, to tell you the truth. Huh. It's just like, it, it just, just does happens. It. Right. But Same the, thing on the way back up? No, on the way back up, it just, because I think you're coming back in. Uh -huh. Like sometimes you'll get it if it doesn't clear on the way back up, you get really uncomfortable. Right. Um, but I've never had that happen to me, which is nice. Right. But um, I think the deepest I've ever dove is probably... I want to say probably 50 feet max. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. It's like nothing, bro. But, <laughs> no, no seriously. But it's, the crazy thing is, I mean, you don't have to dive deep. 
Yeah. There's still fish in the shallows and stuff like that. Yeah. But there was to find the fish that you needed in Greece, you needed to go deep. Uh-huh. And going into that world, that was the biggest thing. That was like the biggest challenge for everybody else. It was like, you know, this isn't a spearfishing tournament. It was a free diving tournament. Mm-hmm. But it was slated to be the toughest worlds ever because it's going to be deep. It's in the Mediterranean. The fish are smart. You know, so there's going to be people that were pushing the limits. And there was people that got hurt while we were in the competition. Like what? Um, there was multiple shallow water blackouts. Okay. But you're, you're so, because a lot of people are using this variable rig, you're so light you float to the surface. And, um, and what happens with a shallow water blackout? I remember, uh, I think it was one of the a pro surfer died a couple of years ago and diving in the Maldives. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about that. And shallow water blackout. It just, your your body has used up all the oxygen it can. So, like, so the, the first thing that they do is they try and, like, I don't know the science behind it or I haven't taken any classes, but my layman's um, definition of it is your body is looking for oxygen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when it doesn't have very much left, it basically turns off everything and just feeds oxygen to your vital organs, to your heart and to your brain. And um, so that's why people pass out. But but majority of the time, all they have to do is just get brought to the surface, slap them in the face a little. And they'll wake back up. They wake back up. And a lot of times people that black out will get to the surface, they'll slap them in the face, wake them back up, and they won't have any clue of what just happened. Right. And it's supposedly it's not an uncomfortable f- feeling. Like has it happened to you? I've never blacked out. Never. Think luckily. Knock on wood. Yeah, but friends of mine that have say that you know when they blacked out, they didn't feel any worse. They actually sometimes felt better than they did on other dives. Mm-hmm. He said, "There's like no tell. It just happens," mm-hmm. which is super scary. Yeah. You know. So like that's that's. And if you're th- by yourself. Yeah. And with this world championships, you weren't allowed to dive in pairs. You had to dive it solo. So like my dad, which was, that was one of the coolest things about worlds is my dad, you know, my mom, my dad, my wife, Sonali, and my uncle Gil flew up as support. I mean, oh, were, wow. I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was super cool. But it was, for me, it was one of the coolest things was having my dad be my boatman. Uh-huh. So he's basically my caddy. You know, he's got my spear guns on there. If I need an extra spear gun, he throws it to me. That's, if, that's uh, really cool. If I get into any danger or anything like that, he can jump in. But if he leaves the boat mm-hmm. during competition, I get DQ'd. Oh. So that was like the biggest thing is people wanted safety divers. Uh-huh. You know, basically someone in the water watching them dive. But they didn't want that for one. It's hard to tell... Um, who speared the fish, this and that. You know, there's all kinds sure. of ways that people can cheat because it's crazy. People cheat at this. You know, it, for me, it just doesn't cross your mind. Yeah. You, know, you just show up, you follow the rules at the end of the day. It is what it because is. Because if you win and you're cheating, how do you sleep? So, how are they cheating? Are they so you're not their allowed shoot? to use flashlights? Okay. And this one guy, which was this Greek guy, which was, I mean, he's a very, very, very talented diver and he's, he's got accolades, you know, um, out the kazoo, uh-huh. you know, and he was slated to be, you know, one of the favorites to win. Mm-hmm. And he got busted with a flashlight in his hand. Uh-huh. And that's instant disqualification. Sure. Or do they have somebody that's sw- swimming around down there watching you guys? No. 
So what happened was another country, because, you know, it's eight miles of coastline, uh-huh. but it's 75 boats. So, I mean, of course, you're going to have people diving the same spots that you're diving. Right. You know, it's very rare you're going to have your own spot. But this guy from Greece, he showed up. He jumped in the water. He was there before anybody else. He jumped in. And then, like, maybe a minute after he went down, uh, another diver went down and followed him down. And as they were going down, they see this light going off going down off below. Down there. Yeah. And they're like, holy oh. shit, what the hell is that? You know, and then the other, this other diver came down and went down and they saw it all. And as the guy was coming up, he dropped the light. Either he dropped it or he let it go. Right. But it was still in the on position. So the light was sitting on the bottom. And everybody on. could see it. Everybody saw it. So busted. they went down, grabbed it, busted. You're disqualified. DQ'd. Instantly, Instantly. DQ'd. Yeah. You know, was he pissed? Well, he can't be pissed. Well, still. You know, but, but the other competitors should be pissed. Yeah. You know, here is, but the crazy thing is, you know, in Europe, spearfishing is a big thing, mm-hmm. you know, and these competitions are really, really big. So he just lost so much face by doing that. Oh, Nobody's yeah. ever going to want him to die for well, him his, again. Yeah, his sponsors, I don't Dropped. You, know, you would think. I, I, you know, I don't know what happened with it at the end or whatnot, but, you know, he was, <clears throat> there was two guys, this guy named, uh, the guy that ended up winning second mm-hmm. and uh, this guy, but they're... You know, in the spearfishing world, they're like the Kelly Slaters. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kelly Slaters and um, the Gabriel Medinas, they're just... They're the top. They're the top guys. You know, going into any competition, these are the guys you have to fear. Right. And, uh, you know, as soon as he did that, he gets busted. Everything that he accomplished... Is down the drain. Is down the drain. Now it's like, oh, well, how do you know he wasn't cheating back then? Right. You know... He Absolutely. just didn't get caught. And Absolutely. so now his sponsor, and they, they were getting paid decent money, like mm. really good money um, by one of their sponsors. You know, that it, really sucks. It sucks for him, sucks for the sponsors. It sucks, sucks for, for the everyone. sport. Yeah. What are, what are the other ways of cheating? You pack your wetsuit with some fish? There was another one where um, the, this country, uh, the guy went down and shot a fish. Uh-huh. And as he was coming up, the fish holed up. And as he was coming up, he ended up blacking out. They pulled him out of the water. He was okay. But he, the judge is like, no, you blacked out. Once you black out, you're done too. You're okay. disqualified for the day. Okay. Just for the day? For though. the tournament, basically. Well, no, for the day. Because, yeah, if there was another day, you could dive again. How many days day. is the tournament? Two days. Two days, okay. Saturday, Sunday. So you're done. You're not, you can't dive for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And so he knew that he shot a big fish and it was in the hole. So he called his countryman, fellow countryman over and said, oh, my dusky grouper is down there in the hole and it's got a shaft sticking in its head. So he went down and grabbed it and claimed it as his own. Uh, can't do that. Can't do that. So like, you know, the spearfishing is you're, spear, you're spearing free swimming fish. Right. I mean, if I shoot it and it comes off and it's swimming away. Uh-huh. And he goes on and shoots it. That's, that's his story. fish. Right. You know, but if it's got a spear in it attached to someone else's spear gun and in a hole. <laughs> so, I mean, that was kind of the controversial thing, too, is like they thought, well, does that fish get thrown out? Yes. But does he get thrown out as well for trying to claim someone else's fish? Absolutely. You would think. But they but said no. No. Huh. 
I and he say, ended yeah. up winning world championship. Wow. Yeah. Wow, with that fish. No, no, no. That fish got disqualified. Okay. The big fish got disqualified. But he had four groupers, and those four groupers were enough to eclipse the Greek guy. Huh. And win first place. Yeah, see, I, I would have said no. Yeah, a lot of people did say no. Yeah. It sounds like there was a but big they've stink. never, they've never, you know, they've never encountered this before. Uh-huh. So Simas didn't know how to deal with it. And... You know, but it's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. For me, I would yeah. think yeah. that this guy tried to claim someone else's fish. How do you know he didn't claim his other fish when his... Exactly. You know, just because you got busted with this one doesn't mean... No, it's, it's you got to go down there and do it on your own. Yeah, one on fish. your own, one fish at a time. Yeah. I mean... It's, it's not that hard. Yeah. Come on. But, you know, for me personally, it was awesome, like... Um, you know, we were standing shoulder to shoulder with the best in the world, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, here, you know, at like local competitions out here, I mean, I hold my own. I'm not the best. I know. I don't think I've ever won a single competition like outright out here, uh-huh. you know, um, I've, you know, consistently been in the top five, you know, and we, um, you know, just a lot of the competitions that I do and it, you know, so like I came from like a little guy and then I went up to basically I went from a fish pond to the ocean and I'm diving, you know, shoulder to shoulder with the best in the world. You know, it's uh-huh. like. But you earned it, bro. Yeah. You earned it. Dude, you came in ninth. That's that's the cool thing. Out of how many people? 75 divers. Holy shit, the, dude. The, I was you know, rocking it. You know, and I like I. Like I, you know, Sonley said, he's like, she's all like, you know, she's like, you got ninth out of 75 people. I was like, yeah, she's like, but those 75 people comprised of the best three spear fishermen of their countries. Right. You know what I mean? She's all like, you can't think of it as you got ninth out of 75. Dude, you got ninth out of the world. We're all so proud of you. It's, it's crazy. But, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, so little kid. It's like one of these groms. It's like Brody. Mm. You know, he's what? 14 Little now. Brody sale, 13, 13. 13? I don't know. He's young. Grom, He's a freak. You know, but he, he holds his own and people kind of know of him. Mm-hmm. You know, but it'd be like taking him, he's got the skills, and then throwing him at the pipe masters. Right. You know, and saying, okay, go see what you're going to do. And, you know, he's shoulder to shoulder with Kelly, with Gabriel, with all of these big names, all of these world champions. Yeah. You know, and for me, it was like standing around just kind of googly eyed like yeah. oh my god do you know who that is can i have your autograph yeah like, but you don't want to be that kid you know <laughs> can i get a picture with you yeah i was like sonny i was telling my wife i was like sonny you know who that is that's Giannis. she's like you who the that fuck is? is that yeah she's like who is that i don't know who that is I'm like she's like you know who i'm standing with <laughs> jeez <laughs> she's like that's the man i'm like that's the man babe that's that's the guy right there she's that's like you're the man, the man. <laughs> <laughs> and but it was crazy and then you know Nobody really knew who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, our coach, which is this guy named Dimitri, from he owns a company called Deep Worldwide in Greece. But um, you know, we went spearfishing together, um, scouting and stuff like that. And then he's all like, "Okay, we got to go hunt." He's all like, "Let's go dive." He says, "I'll try and teach you some techniques and stuff like that." And um, you know, his his knowledge that he passed on was was amazing. Where is he from? He's from Greece. Okay. And he's very well known in the Greece and in all the Greece competitions he does really well as well. 
but he's older and he's over the big competitions and stuff like that. But anyway, yeah, so he took us diving and, you know, I got three nice groupers and a Sargo with him. And uh, we were diving deep without the constant rig. We were doing constant weight diving and out to, you know, 140 and 150 feet water. And he came up and he's all like, nobody knows who you are. He said, you're America's secret weapon. Mm-hmm. He says, it's crazy because, you know, with Ryan Myers, he is he spent three months there scouting and he is i mean he is very 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 talented Mm -hmm. and i mean he's diving to 200 feet he's doing all these crazy things and he's all like but he's all like all the attention is on him no one knows about you he's all like you're gonna surprise some people right and that was super cool and then going into the first day our captain joe found this spot we call it jp because it's just joe's peak in the middle of nowhere and uh but I speared some nice fish on it. And then when I came in, I mean, after that, everybody's like, Hawaii! Yeah, Hawaii! Showing shaka and everything like that. And, you know, and I got such a bubbly personality. I just tried to, you know, it, it, like I said, like exude Aloha spirit as much mm-hmm. as possible. Which you do anyway. And it was, it was a lot of fun. But it was, you know, and then after that, everybody was like, beautiful catch, man. Beautiful catch. Yeah. So after the first day, I was sitting in fifth place. I was only one fish away from first place, you know, and I mean, one big fish, but one fish away from first place. Right. And, you know, it was all people really, really, really exciting. Yeah. And then the second day I had people diving all around me and I couldn't find any clean water. And it just, you know, not to make excuses, I just blew it. Right. You know? um, what is the water like over there? Is it clear? Is it clear Crystal like clear. here? Really? Clearer than here. Really? Um. The, the biggest challenge is because it's so deep, you can't see the bottom. Uh-huh. You can see up to 100 feet or so, but you know you're diving in 150, 160. You can't see the bottom, so it, you can't judge where you want to go. And with a little bit of current, you're drifting. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to do your landmarks on shore and you know, trying to triangulate where you are. You're like, okay, I need to dive here. But a lot of times, you miss the spot completely. And when you miss the spot, you're in sand. And there ain't nothing in the sand. Okay. You can sit out there, dusk, make noise, whatever. Nothing's coming to you. Is it pretty bright down there? Um, yeah, it's pretty bright. Because uh, I know you said the one guy had a flashlight. Yeah. So. Well, the flashlight is because they're going looking into the holes where yeah. the fish are running to. Um, but, you know, like how red is the first thing that disappears, right, out of mm-hmm. the color spectrum as you go down. But my fins made by Penetrator has... Uh, the American, the American, the Hawaiian flag on them. Mm-hmm. So they have red stripes, and down at that deep, it's all the same color. Wow! It's just different shades of gray. Huh? And so as I'm coming up, I never like, even heard that until now. Yeah, when I'm coming up, that's how I know, like I'm close to the surface, is because I don't come up looking at the surface because I, I'm just you know You're rather looking at not what's coming up because I don't want to be like, oh, it's far away still yet. Right. And I'm not even, and I'm freaking hurting already. You yeah. know, I just, when your head breaks that water, you yeah. know. You know, so I'm just trying to stay as, as calm as possible and kick up slow and I'm looking down. And when my colors and my fins start to come back to life, mm-hmm. the reds start to come back up and stuff like that, I know I'm close to the surface. Okay, what about sharks? Were there There's any no sharks? sharks there. Zero. There are sharks in the Mediterranean, but the numbers are very, very low. And I don't know if it's because of overfishing mm-hmm. or if it's they don't like being in a sea opposed to the ocean. 
Well, I remember a few years back they were having some gnarly shark attacks in like Tel Aviv, Israel. Oh, really? It's all close to there, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Some of these resorts, um, and they were known for having some of the most beautiful waters, yeah. um, were having massive shark attacks That's and cr- eating a lot of people. Really? Yeah. No, I didn't. That, that you know, They told us they didn't even have to worry about it. But they have great whites swimming around in there, and they have mm-hmm. um, sandbars and other kind of sharks, but I didn't see anything. Anything. Just uh, groupers. Groupers. The crazy thing is I saw mahi-mahis. Really? Yeah. Small ones, like cane like knives. Foot, yeah. Yeah, like two foot long Skinny. little fish. I mean, crazy. But it was like, it's just like everything else. When you're scouting, uh-huh. there's fish everywhere. Yeah. As soon as there's divers on competition day, the fish are gone. Now, would have mahi-mahi uh, mai, would have counted? Mm-hmm. The minimum for mahi-mahi, you only had to shoot one that was... Um, what is that? Over a pound. Huh. And you would have been fine. 500 grams. Wow. Which is a small mahi Could you have shot a shark? No. If a shark came? No. No. What about sea turtles? <laughs> I didn't see a single one. I heard they're out there, though. Huh. Um, there was, uh, my buddies had a seal mm-hmm. swim up to him. He said that was pretty crazy. And seals are super rare in the yeah. Mediterranean. Huh. But... Would that have been some points? Yeah, been major points. <laughs> major to get point. you to jail. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was go directly to jail. Don't pass go. Now, how long did you spend? You know, you you said one of your friends was out there for three months yeah. scouting. When did? How long did you give yourself? A couple of weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. I just went in there and smoked the whole competition. <laughs> Two weeks. That's all I need. You know, the crazy thing. And is- I was catching goats in the meantime, so what? I wasn't really scouting most of the time. <laughs> Well, you couldn't scout every day anyway because of the weather was shitty uh-huh. a lot of times. What type of weather? Just super strong wind. Okay. And these boats that we're diving on are these little 10-foot inflatable dinghies. Uh-huh. So any bit of wind, and it's just miserable out there, so you don't want to go out there. Now, I was watching a show yesterday. It's What's that Canadian guy, the hunter? Um, Jim Shockey. Oh, yeah. And he was in Croatia. And he was hunting uh, red stag okay. and then mouflon sheep. And they told him that he had to get off the mountain. And it, and it looked like it resembled Greece a lot to yeah. me. And they said, we have to get off the mountain because these birdie winds are coming. Really? And they would be like up to 200 miles an hour wind Holy coming geez. straight off the mountain. And they showed it the next day and it was just cracking winds. <laughs> And I'm sure Croatia is probably pretty close to Greece. Yeah, and Croatia has a really, really good spearfishing team. Okay. They're always up there as the, the waters look as well. mean. That's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. The coastline looked really similar to, what, to some of the pictures I saw from oh, yeah. you. So. Yeah, it's, I mean, everywhere in the Mediterranean, that's, that's their life. But it, yeah, I would love to go to Croatia. They also do a lot of filming for Game of Thrones there. Oh, yeah? Using some of those old castles and uh, stuff like that. It's Game pretty badass. Such a good show. Such a good show. Is that I was rain? thinking about having a Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, it is. It's raining in Kona. It's raining. But, you know, I also live up Malka. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You don't live down there. But I was thinking about having a Game of Thrones party. Do it. Where everybody has to dress up as, you know. Who's going to be Khaleesi's? That's all that matters. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Who is, whoever it is is going to be with me. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, 
Jason Momoa will probably bring her over. <laughs> bring her over. That little girl. <laughs> that was his wife at one time. Man. Oh, my God. The beginning. That was crazy. That show, I mean, it sucks that it's only 10 episodes once a year. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, one of the weird things about that show is, too, is you never know who is going to die. Yeah. And it could just be like, and I'm surprised Khaleesi's still alive. Yeah. But they obviously have a something planned for her. And yeah, I mean, there's, it's so funny because it's, it's such a, you know, you get all nerdy and geeky over it because you start doing, like, research and stuff. And they're like, is snow really? Is like, My buddy is like, his conspiracy is like, he's part Targaryen. Uh-huh. He's, he's Khaleesi's half-brother. Okay. What? <laughs> he's uh-huh. like, yeah, you watch. It's going to come out. I know what already is. I'm like, how do you know this? The guys haven't even written the books yet. Oh, Jon Snow. Yeah, Jon yeah, Snow. Yeah, is Jon Snow coming back to life? Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously he did. Yeah, he came back to life. And they say, you know, um, Ned Stark, which is supposed to be his mm-hmm. father, mm-hmm. isn't actually is his father. It's his, um, his sister's son. And he took care of his sister's son. And his sister, whether it was either in love with one of the um, Targaryens uh-huh. or got raped by one of the Targaryens or something like that by the Mad King. And so when she had a baby, she died in labor. That's, I don't know if you, do you watch it pretty recently? I watch it. Okay, yeah, so totally. Have, like that, for everybody out there that watches Game of Thrones, I'm sorry if you haven't gotten to the last. But, you know, that when the visionary kid is there and he's checking mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. What he's seeing is his dad, Ned Snow, or Ned Stark, um, be there in with his sister giving birth to Jon Snow. Uh, and so he promised her, I'm going to take care of your son right, like my own. Right. And so he takes it home like it's his, but it's not. It's Jon Snow, which is his nephew. Gotcha. And now... He's an actual heir to the Is he a Targaryen? Is he part dragon, you know? Like, we're gonna have to see. I know, and it sucks because we still have like five more months until that it comes totally out. Totally sucks. Totally sucks. Like I kind of wish I didn't get into it until like the last season, and then I just watched every episode. We'll see that. All I, did, one I time, didn't do that until it. like the fifth season. Oh, and so I went out and I watched. I was like, all right, finally, everybody keeps talking about the show and how good it is. Yeah. So I went to Target and I bought the box. <laughs> oh. And all of a sudden I was like, holy shit. Yeah. And I just bought like all five seasons and I sat here and I watched them just all. Just binge drink. I just binge Binge drink, them. binge watched them. <clears throat> and then from that point on, I was like, okay, this is my favorite show. It's crazy. It's so good. Like you said, you never know who's going to die. You never, you know, you think like that red wedding in the very thing. You're like. <gasps> the wedding, yeah, right. You're like, oh, this guy, you know, he's. He's got so much momentum on his side. You feel good about him. You know, he's, he's marrying for love and yeah. not for this. You know, and all of a sudden his wife is pregnant. Yeah, wedding. You know, bygones be bygones. They close the doors and everybody dies. Slaughtered him. Slaughtered him. Every single star. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, wait a sec. These are all the stars. How are we going to keep this show going? Exactly. Was- and you're like. And then the next person steps up, and you're like, oh, my God. And then, John, like you said, the, you know, the end of the season, Jon Snow dies, and you're like, mother trucker. Yeah. And we haven't even got into the big yeah. battle There's going to be the some North. huge battles. We got the White Walkers. Exactly. The White Walkers are coming down. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. Can't wait for it. 
I, I personally can't wait. But, you know, I Googled up and it, it, <clears throat> I wanted to see what kind of locations mm-hmm. that they go to. And, and they have like seven, eight different locations That's that crazy. they're working out of. That's awesome. And it's like whole movie productions in all these different ones. And then they put them all together yeah. and they intertwine them. They make them work. And it's pretty nuts. And the locations are pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So panoramic and just it's, beautiful. Yeah, it's the whole the whole air series. I mean, they just do such a good job with it. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really I wonder awesome. if they'll do something like that, but back over in here for like spear when it was, fishing the world. That's what that's the next. <laughs> no, I wasn't thinking so the that. next big money thing is like, uh, spear fishing the world. You know, pilgrim <laughs> times. Yeah, with the Indians, stuff like that. But make some weird shit in there as well. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's so many, you know, American history. flying turkeys. Yeah. You know, American history is so much younger than the rest of the world's history. It is. You know, but, you know, so it's a lot better documented, I guess. So you don't have as much imagination as. But it'd be, it'd be cool to have, you know, the the whole John Smith coming on, you know, the Pocahontas story. But, you know, take the fairy tale out of it and put the real lifestyle into it. Right. Well, the ice walkers have to come from the North Pole, too. They exactly. came from Canada, eh? They're coming down, straight down. Yeah. Mother truckers. Yeah. Scary shit. We're the ice walkers, eh? <laughs> it's a boot time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, now, you also just did another trip. It was pretty cool. And it was to the Bahamas. You were working on a TV show oh, yeah. over there. That was... Trophy that's... Hunters? Yeah, Trophy Hunters TV. Um we did it with. You got to uh, bring your beautiful wife with you. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. And the island that we stayed at was, I mean, it was out of every postcard of the Bahamas ever. It was this private island. Uh-huh. It was actually two islands, um, maybe 150 yards apart. But I think like one island is like 80 acres, and the other island was like 40 acres. The most beautiful white sand beaches. Oh, it was like freaking flower white powder sand. Uh huh. With so many shells and sand dollars everywhere in it. I mean, it was, it was crazy. And then we took a boat ride. So, like, the boat that we, were, that we went diving off of was this 36-foot yellowfin mm-hmm. with triple three tens on it or something like that. I mean, we're going 70 miles an hour. Huh. I mean, Just in Hawaii, you're like 70 miles an hour on the ocean is ridiculous. Like, 25, you're flying here in yeah. Hawaii. But three times that flying but we went so i mean but the cool thing is you know if something's 20 miles away you're there you're no there time no time yeah and so we went to this one place that was a sandbar that as far as you could see was just white sand and knee deep water wow and Sonny doesn't know how to swim uh-huh so it's like the most what wait 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 <laughs> <laughs> wait a sec she doesn't know how to swim she doesn't know how to swim Aren't you supposed to, it's kind of your job to teach her how to swim. Have you taught your partners anything? Whether your girlfriends, your wife, anything? Yes, I'm very talented at this yeah. stuff. Have you taught them, <laughs> taught them anything? <laughs> I teach them everything, brother. Yeah, exactly, and how long have those relationships lasted? Well, I usually send them away. Exactly. Because I have to train somebody else. Oh, that's what it is. That's, that's your God-given talent. That's yeah, why you were sent to the world. It, Dozer, it. what you're going to do, you're going to be the teacher. The teacher. Don't worry, they're the going to come flocking 
looking for guidance. You will give them and you will let them go. And I do. You will make the world a better place. Yes. But no, anyway, teaching them like how to balance a checkbook or how to do just what you think is simple. It just, I don't know, like, like, well, I'll take her swimming and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I tried to teach her when she first got here. I was like, okay, you don't know how to swim? I was like, don't worry. I swim, I've given swim lessons, uh-huh. you know, I got you. So we went out and the first thing is like, we'll try to start swimming away. And I'm like, no, 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 you know, try and bring your hips up, you know, and try and kick like that. And I was like, no, you, you got to do it like this. You know, and all of a sudden it's all like, now it's like, you know, it doesn't come as comfortable and natural to me as it comes to you. And it's just like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like, holy crap. And she's sitting right across from us in the massage chair, but she is so passed out. She has no idea what we're talking about. And I'm done. You're going to have to find out how to swim from somebody else. I love you too much to try and teach you how to swim. (laughs) So when you guys go out on the boats, does she have like a life jacket on? No, she has one very close. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so like when we were, that's why. So when you're in the Bahamas, she loved it because it was, as Needy far water. as you can see, neat. If she can touch the bottom, she's stoked. Mm-hmm. So as far as you can see, neat to chest deep water, and the water is so crystal clear. There's shells everywhere. There's ginormous starfish. I mean, I it was perfect. Now I've seen some really cool photos and videos of uh, like you know it's sand everywhere, and you see schools of lobster just cruising just across the sand. There was so much lobster there. It was crazy. So, like, in the Bahamas, you can spear lobster, uh-huh. and um, which is foreign to anybody right. that's from Hawaii. Um, but so with the three-prong, you know, you'd sit on the bottom of pole spear, and I found this one rock in, like, 60 feet of water. It was completely around sand. and But you could tell, like, it looked like, a pig's trail was like coming in and out uh-huh. and it just looked like animals were coming in and out of this thing. And I was like, hmm. I was like, maybe it's just fish. And I went down there and there had to have been, the rock was no bigger than my truck and it was jam packed to the brim with lobster. Really? Like as I'm coming down, them? all of a sudden I'm like, what's that sticking out? It's just antennas sticking out from the rock. And I get to the bottom, I'm like, holy jeez. So they don't eat the heads down there either. Uh-huh. They just straight tail. And I'm like, so they said, just grab the, the, um, the thing, lobster, break the head off, break the head off, take the tail off. And then cause nothing back. goes to waste. There's so much fish in the Bahamas. Uh-huh. There is crazy. I mean, as soon as you take the head off, there's like 50 fish waiting for the head to get, so they can eat the head. They're like, brother, come on, They're hurry like, up, oh, take that on, thing man. off. Come on. So like I'd go down there and I shot like six in one breath. Uh-huh. Shoot one, take off the tail, put it next to me. Shoot another one, take off the tail, put it next to me. And then come back up. But, I mean, there was lobsters everywhere. Wow, that's so we cool. We ate so good down there. It Are was they crazy. good-sized lobsters? Yeah. I mean, average lobster is like two to four pounds probably. Uh-huh. I mean, it was. And then there were some big ones. Uh, we didn't get any real real big ones while we were there. I think the biggest one we got was like five pounds. Uh-huh. But they get like eight, nine pounds down there. I, said, I saw that you got some really weird-shaped-looking fish, too. Yeah, the hogfish. Yeah. It's got the biggest mouth in the world. Huh. It's crazy. But yeah, I got a really nice hogfish. I got a bunch of groupers for the TV show. And mm. hopefully when it airs, um, it should air, I think, the beginning of next year by the time they edit it and all. Uh-huh. But uh, 
I mean, it's crystal clear water with beautiful fish. I mean, if you've never been to the Bahamas, I've never been. You gotta check that off yeah. your list because it's it's beautiful. I mean, the water is crystal clear. I've got a good friend uh, over in Florida, Joe Penovich. He owns a big seafood restaurant uh -huh. company, and um, he goes over there all the time. Takes Kelly Slater, oh, yeah? and uh, they just go to the Bahamas and they just dive and load up on fish. And I guess the fishing is really, really good over there too. It's mental. Yeah. It's mental, mental. I think huge onos and yeah. I think um. What is that? CJ Hobgood, Kelly, yes, and a bunch of guys just took a little private plane. That's Joe's plane. Oh, that's Joe's plane. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw the videos. Like uh, CJ sent me a couple of pics of it, and it was like they went down there and they went spearfishing, fishing, and just surfed random surf spots in the middle. No, of No, Joe, Joe's my good buddy. He is the master that all those boys look up to. I would fire you. I'd jump on a plane and go hang out with. Yeah, him. he's always telling me. He's like, "Come on, dude, let's go over here. We're gonna go to the Bahamas." Um, we'll take the plane. We'll go down to Nicaragua. We'll go surf. There you go. You know, because it's like easy yeah. right there out of Florida. So gotta go do it, man. I know. But I the Bahamas are super, super sick. The fish aren't that much of a challenge because they're not very smart. Mm -hmm. If you just if you hunt them like anything remotely close to how you hunt in Hawaii, fish. But they're huge. Everything's big. Huh. Everything. I think the smallest fish I speared was like twelve pounds, and it's with a bull spear. You're not allowed to use a spear gun there, so everything's with a pole spear. Ah, like a Hawaiian sling. Yeah, so yeah. Hawaiian sling or pole spear. It was crazy. But, I mean, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It's like a zoo. They uh, they just come right up to you, too. Hey, yeah. what are you doing? Exactly. Hey, whack. What are you doing? Boing. Now, a lot of sharks, too, though. Oh, my gosh. It's like endless sharks. Reef sharks, bull sharks, tiger sharks. There was one time where um, my Great buddy whites even now there Will too. Reeves from Texas. He was yeah, with I know me. Will. Yeah, yeah, you met Will when you were yeah, with the cabin. Super nice guy. Yeah, he's just. I mean, it's pretty cool because he's this ex Navy SEAL badass uh -huh. with a trucker. I mean, he's he's pretty cool, dude. Um, but he was he was his his ears were giving him problems, so he wasn't able to dive. But that whole buddy system, nobody left behind sort of mm -hmm. thing. So he jumped in and he was my my backup man while we were diving and you know it was pretty funny because there was one time where we had shoot like probably over a dozen sharks maybe 20 sharks surrounding us and i just shot this grouper and they wanted the grouper uh -huh. and so we're sitting where they were poking sharks away and we just start giggling like just i don't know if it was just it was fun but it was like all you could do is just giggle uh -huh. and uh, we were talking about on the boat He's all like, you were giggling, weren't you? I was like, yeah. He's like, you were too. He's all like, yeah, it was pretty funny. What he else said, could you it do? Was, he said it was such a rush to have these sharks circling us. I mean, you feel like you're in danger, but you can't do anything about it. Yeah. Right? You know, all you got to do if is If they want to eat you, they're yeah, going to eat you. You just got to defend yourself. Yeah. But it was, that was the craziest thing. It's like, it's pretty cool that, you know, we can be in this situation where it's like, we could lose an arm or a leg, and we're just laughing. Now, were you more scared there, or were you more scared in Florida when you were jumping with the bull sharks and the cobias? Because those well, the the bull sharks and cobia that was that was the scariest thing you've far. ever done. Because those sharks are huge, like these ones that we were in there. There was reef sharks, a lot of them reef sharks. There was a couple of bulls, but nothing to the size of the sharks that we had in. Florida. What are they like? 10, 15? No, they were like 10, 12? easy eight to twelve foot sharks in Florida. Florida, and then in the Bahamas it was like six to ten foot. But a majority of them were six to eight feet. Huh. I just saw this thing um, on Surfline where there are cameras that watch the surf spots. Yeah, caught three 
attacks on the same beach, (laughs) the same day. Same day. Same day, all on camera. Yeah, it was crazy. That cycle. Crazy. There was just that one. Bull sharks. There was this one kid out of Santa Barbara, or Santa Barbara or Santa Clara, um, in California. And he's in probably 10 feet of water. He's Mm -hmm. got his camera on the end of his spear gun. And he's diving in. And all of a sudden, you see this big commotion. And you see him in front of his spear gun. And he's missing his fin. You know, he's like, oh. So he comes back and he grabs his spear gun and he points it back and he's swimming backwards. And all of a sudden, this great white comes up and bumps him in his shoulder, circles around and comes back in front of him and he pokes it with his spear gun. And then he just starts blitzing in. He's, he's not very far off ashore. He comes blitzing in and he's like, that was gnarly. Come to find out, the shark came in and, you know, I think it's just like the, the seals, they're going to grab the, the tail right. so, so they can't swim away and grab this fin. Wow. And, and then flipped him. He was unscathed. You know, Did no he get scathed. it on video? He didn't get that part on video, but everything else is on video. Really? Of the shark bumping him in his shoulder. And, and the shark going around poking him. And, and it's this freaking barrel of a great white. You know? I've got to see that. It's, yeah, we're going to have to pull that up. Yeah, it was mental. Yeah. Now, Crazy. speaking of mental, a lot of our friends have had a mental September. Oh, and it seems like everybody's shooting six by sixes and big Monsters. Monsters yeah. from... Started off with Makua. Yeah, Makua, first morning of his hunt, he shoots first, a six by six in New Mexico. Dude, first hour. Yeah. First hour. Just flies in, goes out, <laughs> then the first hour shoots a monster, a monster elk. six by six. And yeah. we're all just tripping balls, and he shoots it straight on, right yeah. in the chest. Right into the chest. Yeah. And then uh, another one of our friends, Dan Bolt. Bolt yeah, Danny. Bolt, Danny Bolton. Uh Smoked a sick six one. Six by six, yeah, in Colorado, I think it was. Yeah, my friend, another friend of mine, smoked one in Utah, one of Brian Bielman's friends, <laughs> Nate. Nate. And, um, and then freaking... Adam Greentree's been... Uh, Adam Greentree's... He shot two, I think, this year. Right? He shot two. He got one in Montana and one in Idaho, just <laughs> losing weight, climbing freaking <laughs> yeah. vertical mountains, documenting sh- it all. Yeah. And then our freak of a friggin' friend, Shane Dorian, goes over to Utah on an Under Armour trip, and he's there with Cameron Hayes and all these other people, and pulls out a 345 monster. They say that's the biggest one they've got that year. Yeah. Just a toad. Cameron Hayes walked up, and he's like, who the hell's... They had a whole bunch hanging out from rifle hunters and everything. Who the hell shot this thing? And everybody pointed at Shane, and Shane's just like... Uh, Cameron was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. The crazy it's, thing is, it's that. it's like Shane taking us surfing at Jaws, and then all of a sudden we get that hundred footer that he's been looking for, right? Hundred footer, we <laughs> execute the ride perfectly. <laughs> get barreled, spit out, claim everything. Spit out. We're yeah. Twinkle toes off the end. Yeah, and then he just gets an average one, forty-five exactly. footer. Just. A, but I went and saw his bull the other day up at his house and the front half of that bull Mm -hmm. the first four tines is like the front half of like a 380 390 inch yeah and then his fifth and sixth are kind of weak but it was it was that it was what it was it was that uh the whale tail that they call it that's where it got weak and if that thing had been full it would have been like you said, three eighty. It would have been huge. Huge. He huge. he brought it over here when he as yeah. soon as he got off the plane, 
and it encompassed so his mass. whole back of his truck. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I need to see this with the duct tape off of this. Yeah. And like like you said, I went up to the house too, and I was like, oh my God. It's crazy, because he shot one, you know, seven by six a couple years ago. Yeah. And I thought that thing was huge. It looks We all thought tiny. it was huge. And then, yeah, you put it next to that, you're like, holy jeez. Yeah. No, this yeah. thing was so big and legit, and they had those... The fours? Yeah, swords that just went on forever. Swords. Oh, and my so God. so much mass. It was crazy. He told me that they, uh, while they were walking around, they found a, another, I think it was either him or Cameron, they had found another, I think it was Cameron. They went to go shoot it, and the thing, it looked like it was bedded down. Mm-hmm. And when they got up to it, uh, they realized, how come this thing isn't moving? And it was dead. It was already dead. Wow. And it had a spear, one of the, from from one fighting. of the from fighting, into its throat, into its chest, wow. and just killed it. And he goes, "It was bigger than mine. It was huge." That's crazy. But they can't do anything either. They have yeah. to leave it right there. Yeah, you can't take it out. Yeah. Until it's like after the season's done, and then you can go grab it. Yeah, like a year later. Yeah, something like that. But um, he goes, it was really fresh. Like they could have harvested all that meat off of it. Really? Yeah. That's so crazy to think. Yeah. Yeah. Now you shot an elk before. <laughs> I never recovered my elk. But yeah. I shot him. <laughs> yeah. That's 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 how I was. Um, my first trip to Idaho. God, it was such. A, I spent. Remember, I spent practically a month in the mm-hmm. bush. And it was my very last day, went in there, and uh, everything worked out absolutely perfect. Yeah. And this freaking bull pulls out. First, he was 25 yards. Yeah. And it was just elk running everywhere, splitting the peak. And he was just standing tall right there, you know, like, I'm the daddy. And... um, but there was a branch covering his vitals. And so I grabbed my little hoochie mama, and I went... And he walked right up to what? like five, eight yards <sighs> and turned broadside. And I just freaking let him have it. And the blood trail, dude, it was freaking enormous. And he had rolled around in one spot. It was just looked like a murder scene. That's crazy. And I'm like, oh, my God, I am so finding this freaking bull. Dude, I hit him broadside right behind yeah. the shoulder, you know. And he just ran away. And he ran down the hill, blood trail, blood trail, just enormous blood trail, went around this little ridge once he started going up the hill. And we think he was, because we came back the next morning um, because it was dark. We didn't want to push him. Um, And it's cold as hell up there, right? Mm. And um, so we came back the next morning. Like I said, it was a massive, where it was as big as this carpet is in my my living room here. That was a blood where, like, he rolled around. He yeah. was dying. But what we thought was that maybe the wolves came in. Oh. And they pushed him and made him get up. Yeah. And he went around. And, like I said, it it turned into such microscopic <laughs> little drops. Yeah. And he went across this big yellow grassy field and just lost him. Oh gone and i searched i spent <laughs> the whole next day searching and yeah. searching and searching Dang. could not find him that just sucks sucks 
So, but I haven't been able to close the deal since. You getting tired over there, buddy? No, just is it well, your nap time? It's, yeah, it's my siesta time. That's okay. We're we've already surpassed an hour here. Your wife's like completely passed She's out. She's done. That massage chair just. She's got her Maverick shirt on. She's done. Yeah, Maverick Sport Fishing <laughs> Kona. <laughs> yeah, it she's gonna start representing. Yes. So, um, you want to give a big shout out to anybody? Uh, no. Just everybody. Nah, that's, everybody already knows. Yeah. No, yeah, I do. I'm seriously so stoked. Yeah. Was, you. Yeah. This is your second podcast. Yeah, and you know, and you've taken the lead. You've surpassed. All of these, and, and don't get me wrong, all these people have put out some amazing numbers, yeah. and it's just blown me away. That's crazy. And I was just like, what the hell? I'm like, I asked crazy. my LA guys, who's leading the pack here? And they're like, Justin Lee. <laughs> and I was, whoa. That's crazy. It's super, super crazy. Yeah. But people love you, dude. <laughs> it, I love it. It's, yeah. it's awesome. But, yeah. you, know, the, you know, everything from Greece was super sick. Bahamas, and you just had your team. anniversary. I just had my one year anniversary. Yeah, that was and you got cool to take Monday. you got to take Sonali everywhere. Yeah, so in so we've been married for a year. For our honeymoon, we went to Thailand, uh-huh. and then we went to the Bahamas, and then we went to Greece, and, we and went, Arkansas. I went to Arkansas by myself. She didn't want to go to Arkansas. Right. I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I met her in uh, Salt Lake City afterwards, and then we drove to San Diego, and then I went to. Um, New Zealand. Uh-huh. I mean, it's been this year has been crazy. Plus the Florida at the beginning of the Florida, year. Florida. I mean, there's so many weird trips that you know the Florida trip, the the fire the department trip. is probably going. What the hell's going on here? Do we? <laughs> does Justin even like, work does for Justin us anymore? Work us here anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the the cool thing is, um, when I work overtime, I take it all this comp time. Uh-huh. So it's just time off that I can use later instead of getting paid for it, mm-hmm. and. Without that comp time, there's no way that I'd be able to do what I do. And thank you very much to my captain, Sean Summers, for being flexible enough to... Yeah, those guys, they obviously, obviously like you a lot. <laughs> so Yes. I <laughs> never see you at work, bro. I remember a couple of years ago, you were constantly working. You were in the helicopter. Yeah. You were always at every event and uh, <laughs> that happened here on the Big Island. And now it's like... Where's Justin? I drive I drive by the fire department so many times and I look for your truck. Nope, not there. Nope, <laughs> not there. Where the fuck is this guy? Trying to, you know. It, the cool thing sheep is, too. Like I've never, you know, not in a million years that I think that spearfishing would have taken me to where it's taken me. Mm-hmm. You know, and spearfishing is right on the cusp of being almost mainstream, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's such a big thing. And it's growing so exponentially fast. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, I mean, everybody from Tiger Woods is doing it. Tiger? Really? Yeah. I remember reading in one Men's Health or something like a couple of years ago that he's a big fan of spearfishing. And supposedly he takes his yacht down to the Bahamas uh, and goes and spearfishes fish. Lucky him. Yeah. You still have to come on our Fiji trip. I know. that. Aren't you guys going pretty soon? Yes, we are. In a month. Yeah, yeah. In, a, in less than a month, I will be there. But um, honestly, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. You're not allowed to come. <laughs> okay. Thanks. <laughs> you owe me a hunting trip. I do. I can't believe. And it. I am not taking you to Fiji <laughs> until and and so this is where Sana Lee is going to get really pissed off because she would be in pure heaven. So oh. would you. 
So would you. I know, it's crazy. But you're banned right now, I know, bro. I got to take you up there. I'm trying to think of when I can, <laughs> when, when's the next day where I can go hunt so I can take you up there. I'm only here for, uh, let's see, about another week and a half. And then where are you going? And then I'm off to California to work on a movie. Oh, and, which uh, movie are you doing? A movie called Kook. Oh, okay. And it's with Bill Kiley. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, it's Is over. Is Bill Kiley the same guy that's doing yes. that other one? That yes, Adrift. Adrift, yeah. Yeah, so we'll start working on that one in the spring, and that'll be in Tahiti and Sorry. Oahu. And so hopefully we'll have you as part of that, part of that crew. That would be action. And you got to tell Bill, you know, hey, uh, Justin now is the highest-ranked American in the last 30 years as far as spearfishing goes. We probably should bring him along. Yeah, I'll do that whenever you take me hunting. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many things I want to do for you, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I promise you, I'll take you hunting. <laughs> Before the end of this year, you will shoot your biggest feral ram. Good. Or or Mufi or whatever it is. No, feral ram. Okay, That's feral. That's where I'm taking you, to get your biggest feral ram. We're gonna get a, so you can put another spot right next to him, right there on your wall. Yeah, right next to that big bastard. Yeah. yeah. The ram that I got the other day was pretty nice. I got some really, I know it was. Yeah. It was a toad that should have been my ram. It should have, you could have. Yeah. The funny thing is I missed him. I misjudged him because I hadn't, you know, I've been so focused on spearfishing in the last couple of months that I haven't hunted for a while. Mm -hmm. And I had this ram come out and I thought he was, I mean, I thought he was huge. He was 31, which is pretty big. But I thought he was way bigger because I just saw his flip. But anyway, he came out and I was like, holy crap. So I quick just kind of field judged him. I was like, 45 yards. So I drew back, put my 40 yard pin, put it a little high, pulled the trigger on my release, watched my arrow sail like three inches over his shoulder. Oh. Like, what the hell? And I ranged where he was at, 34 yards. <laughs> I was like, holy crap. And it was the same ramp. Yeah. And then he ran out up to 60 yards and stopped and stared at me. So I knocked another arrow. I adjusted my, my sights, 60 yards, put my 60-yard pin. I pulled the trigger. As soon as I pulled the trigger, he dropped his head, and my arrow went right over his forehead. Holy shit. And I was like, I just missed twice. So, <laughs> and not to pat myself on the back, but I... Hardly ever miss. You try hardly not ever miss. miss. So I missed twice. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I went down. I sat down. I was sitting with my buddy Wayne, and he had just shot a ram. Because I helped him clean his ram and everything like that. And he was laughing. He's like, I can't believe you missed. Like, tell me about it. I can't twice. believe I missed. You know, and so we're making fun. And then we kind of went in the area where he ran off and circled around and found him again. The crazy thing is I came up to the herd, and I saw the, the other two rams because he was with two other rams. I saw the other two rams, and I was like, where the heck is he? Shucks, he's not here. And then you second guess, like, did I hit him? Right. No, I didn't hit him. Nah. There's no way I hit him. You know, I didn't see him, so I started, and there were the two rams are like 10 yards away in front of me. Mm -hmm. So I turned around and started walking back to Wayne, and then I looked back, and he was lying down in a little depression that I didn't see, and he stood up. Had I sat there initially and just waited two minutes, I would have had a 10-yard shot at him. Oh, my God. But I saw him walk up, so then I circled around, got the wind back in my favor, and I shot him at 45. Nice. And he ran 30 yards and fell over. But, yeah, it was crazy. 31, that's a nice one. Yeah, he's got a really, really nice He's really team. tight. Yeah. Really, really tight. Really, really tight. So It's tight, mate. Tight, mate. Tight. It's good tight to like see, a twiga. <laughs> it's good to see that they're back up at your ranch. Yeah. It's been a while since they've been up there. But there was only maybe eight sheep, I think, that we uh -huh. saw. Wayne shot one and I shot one. Yeah. So they aren't totally back, but... It's nice that they're 
Yeah, that was right over by the Koa. Oh, it was on actually or on the, the other yeah, side, the South Kipuka side, uh, where the grass is really green right now. Yeah, where the, the cattle are. Stuff. Yeah, the big. There was actually a couple of big koa trees. Yeah, well, I've noticed that uh, those sheep have been hanging out where the cattle have been in yeah, there. Yeah, it seems lately. like it's they like weird. the same area, and I don't know if it's the cattle. Just, just coincidence that they're in the same area. But if you find the cattle, and you just walk slow, you're gonna find the sheep around them. Well, as well. that's. Um, I've been up at hunting the coffee grounds. Yeah. For. Uh, the last week and i've been you know sticking some good ones you see yeah. that video i posted mm -hmm. that was really that cool was with the lubinock yeah the board just took it took it dude he only went like, how far was that shot oh he's 20 yards <laughs> you know 20 yards smoked it it went 20 yards mocky yeah instantly but um yeah they, we've had some cattle come in there some wild cattle out of the national forest and everything mm -hmm. and um and i've noticed this last week, every single time I see the cattle, the pigs are everywhere around them. Yeah. So, and usually those guys don't mix. Yeah, the cattle, the pigs and cattle, they like each other. I think they say that the the pigs like the poop of the cattle. Ah. Like they root around for the 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 worms and everything like that that's in the poop. But, pigs are freaking nasty. Yeah, they eat everything. They're an opportunist for sure. Oh my god! And but, they they love to wait until something has died. And the maggots have grown and grind it all up. Just rah. roll themselves around it and smell all good. God, this big one. <laughs> yeah, that was stink from a cow. Really? Yeah. Oh. God, he was so gnarly. The smell was so bad. I could only imagine. Yeah, they I don't are, even want to imagine it. But they still taste good. I don't know what it is, man. That's all. That, that's all that matters. <laughs> the meat tastes good. It tastes so good. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. So we got to get your butt to Fiji. We got to get um, you up in the mountain. Yes, we do. And um, we're going to have some fun. We'll yes. do this again, and we'll have another podcast. <laughs> Next one for sure isn't going to happen until <laughs> that, that hunting trip happens. The hunting trip happens. It'll happen, Doze, I promise. <laughs> well, thanks, Justin, for being on the show. Thank you very much for having me again. It's You're always a blast. A wonderful guest, and I can't wait to have you back. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And until next week, uh, hui ho. Aloha. Thanks, Justin, for being on the show, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This show is being brought to you in part by Original Nutritionals. These guys aren't your regular meathead supplement brand. It's just pure and basic and essential food and supplements to support what they call a clean athlete lifestyle. My buddy Logan founded the company with a food-first approach, working with average men and women like you and I to the best action sports stars and team sport athletes in the world. These guys know how to do it, right? They have amazing products, such as their original Fuel Goat Whey, which is a pure and clean protein powder. Um, their functional O3 Omega-3 fish oil, which I can't live without. You know, as I'm getting older, you know, I feel it in the water. You know, my shoulders, my joints are getting stiff and sore. Well, this fish oil loosens me up. I take a big swig of it every day. I feel incredible. Head over to OriginalNutritionals.com. Grab what you need for listening. All you have to do is enter in promo code DOZENOSE at checkout, and you get 15% off. That's 15% off with DOZENOSE at checkout. Um, Logan also has Deuce Gym over in Venice Beach. This is the best gym on the planet. It's not that muscle beach gym, you know. It's, uh, it's more offset off Venice Beach, and... Um, 
These guys specialize in every kind of workout that you guys can think of, and they customize it to your body. So whether you're into strength training or CrossFit or strongman training or just some car- basic cardio and stuff, they'll work with you. They'll get you healthy and fit, and uh, they're just incredible. You can check them out on Instagram or Facebook at Deuce Gym. Also, Maverick Sport Fishing. If you guys are ever in Kona and you guys are dreaming of catching the biggest fish of your life, like that giant 1,000-pound marlin or a giant ahi, maybe it's just something small like an Ono or a Mai Mai, well, Maverick Sport Fishing is the one that you want to call. Call Captain Trevor Child at 808-896-7985. These guys have the most beautiful 40-foot um, air-conditioned, you know, bedrooms, bathroom, kitchen, living room, sick-ass boat with top-of-the-line gear. They specialize in half-day charters, three-quarter-day charters, full-day charters, overnight charters. They'll customize it to the way that you want it and what you want to do and help you catch the biggest fish of your life. Um, tell them you heard it right here on Doe's Nose. He'll give you a really, really, really good deal. Um, you guys all know I'm a big fan of the ocean. That's why I live right here on the Big Island. And if you guys are ever over here as well, well, the first place you guys should stop is Kona Boys. They've been serving up gear for island life in Aloha since 1996. They're the one-stop shop for ocean fun. They operate a legit selection of local-style activities, including historical va'a rides. That's the outrigger canoe. Uh, paddleboard tours and lessons, and they're one of the only companies permitted to do kayak tours in Kalakikua Bay. That's where Hawaii was discovered by Captain Cook. So if you need to rent boards, bikes, boogies, or other beach goodies, Kona Boys is your spot. Um, you, they have two locations, one down at the King Kamehameha Beach Hotel right at Kamakahonu Bay, um, and then they have another one right down at Captain Cook, because that's their main store. Go see Frank and Brock and the rest of the team that's in there, and they'll get you all dialed in with everything that you need to make your Hawaiian vacation the best one you've ever had. You can check them out at KonaBoys.com. And uh, once again, for listening, enter in promo code uh, DOZNOS, and you get 15% off at checkout. Or if you're right here on the island, you can go to any of their locations and say you heard it on Doe's Nose, they'll take 15% off whatever your purchase is right off the bat. Um, Hurley Clothing, best clothing on the planet. Um, They make the most insane board shorts in the world, hands down. The Phantom board shorts is is crazy. You know, they have that big stretch that your knees don't get caught up in them. They have all the top surfers riding for them, from John John Florence to Chris Amore and many, many more. Um, Hurley is a brand of now and tomorrow. For surfers and anyone else interested in getting in the water, go check them out at Hurley.com. I'm really excited about GoPro because GoPro has just came out with a new Hero 5, and they are the sickest little badass cameras on the planet. You see everybody wearing them. They've got them on their head. They've got them on their surfboards and their bicycles. this one's really cool because it doesn't have that external case. Everything's already ready. It's waterproof. It's voice activated, so you can say, GoPro, turn on. GoPro, turn off. Turn dozer off. Ha! No, that, that'll never happen. But uh, they're really, really cool, and they're coming out with a new drone, and I'm excited. I can't wait to see that, get to play with it. 
and uh, maybe we can do some drone footage podcast. That would be super, super sick. Um, for more information, go to GoPro.com or connect with GoPro on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Um, also want to talk about Kona Coffee and Tea. It's where I get my morning crack on every single morning. Uh, they have the best coffee in the world. You guys know that. You guys already know Kona Coffee is the best coffee on the planet. Well, that's right here. Kona Coffee and Tea. They grow it up on the slopes of Hualalai, roast it, and bring it down fresh for us every single day. Um, I'm usually there every single morning. I drop my kid off at school. Head down there, get greeted with a big old smile and a big old cup of joe, and I hang out there. So come check me out if you're ever in town. That's where I'm going to be around 8.30 every single morning, getting all primed up so I can go surf and start my day. And uh, you can find them also online at KonaCoffeeandTea.com. And if you guys ever want to order some coffee to the mainland or whatever, wherever you are in the world, they'll send it right out to you. Um, yeah, I'm super, super stoked. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And I really look forward to seeing you guys next week. So until then, ahoy ho.